previously on Androids and Aliens. I put down my weapons and just open the door. Yeah, strip naked too. Yeah, I'm going to strip all my armor off. Uh, there can't be anyone in here. The heroes faced off against another agent of the Devourer. Why have you come so far from your home? Don't you understand that what you want doesn't matter? And stared into the face of a new depravity. Don't you understand that everything and everyone you love will eventually just turn to dust as the universe is consumed by entropy? Loving someone is futile, but a warping of reality. So I'm going to do 50 damage. MIT robot dog that can open doors I'm kicking it as it tries to open the door (laughs) Explodes all over the place It's gone Led to an unlikely surrender She looks around at the pieces That were her drone Sees that one of the maintenance bots has gone down And looks at Dax Choking And raises her hands The adventure continues I've got something to say to this is so good no. Good evening and welcome to Androids and Aliens. I'm going to start tonight's episode with a very personal question. The type of question my fellow players may not want to answer, but it's the type of question that when we know the answer, it will tell a lot about the person. What is your favorite band or solo artist? I'm going to start with Matthew Capitacaza. Ooh, I answer for him. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. And the East Street Band? And uh, the East Street Band. Can't go wrong with that answer. Can't go wrong. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but I don't have a single answer to that. I mean, like, who, I, I was just trying to think of like, who I've seen most in concert. Who, I'll it's rephrase. Like, <laughs> who are a few bands or uh, solo artists in your top five? Um, definitely Bruce. I saw Spoon a lot back in the mid off. Spoon? Spoon? Spoon's great. Spoon's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I ended up seeing Spoon more than anybody but Bruce. Um, uh, the Mountain Goats are really up there for me. Oh my God, he's doing the indie thing. He's doing. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah. like, I chose Bruce. Bruce Springsteen was the first person I chose. Yeah, new yeah, indie artist. Balancing guys. it out with oh, the Mountain Goats. Don't know this uh, new uh, indie trio. I really care for. <laughs> Look, the Mountain Goats have a couple of really great songs, but like... Mountain Goats on. have thousands of great songs. All right, thousands. scene for Matthew. <laughs> also, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Uh, oh, yeah. Grant, do you like Hank Williams Sr. or Junior? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's probably right now Beach House. Uh, Ooh, I knew it would be Built a Spill. Uh... Hip hop wise, Drake. You never go wrong with Drake. Let's be honest. Top forty. It's always great. Uh, <laughs> a passion with the ways you say. Yeah, yeah. Well, mostly indie, kind of like Matthew. Indie with a with a splash of Drake. <laughs> splash of Drake. Uh, the Bacardi with lime. S- Sydney, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot because we've probably never heard of your bands. 
Yeah, I don't know if you would know them. Um, I really like Land of Talk. They're out of Canada. Uh, Female fronted, Elizabeth Powell. She's an amazing guitarist and singer. Uh, Page of the Lion. Maybe you guys Mm. know that one. Yep. Uh, David Bazan broke off, did his own stuff now. Uh, Great singer. And uh, Caroline Polachek, which is more pop based, but uh, she used to be in Chairlift, which had a very popular song in an Apple commercial. Yeah, you guys would know the song if it played, but uh, Caroline Polachek put out a super fantastic album in 2019. Hmm. You know, I feel like just unaffected. Well, you know what it is, is like there's a listener base we really need to attract. And I think you're the key uh, because I don't understand anything you just said. People who know who those bands are. Yeah, I need to attract. Yeah, I I picked up on the word singer and guitarist. I I did hear that as well. Yes. And I heard a a woman's name once or twice, but that was it. (laughs) But I was I will say, I mean, I, I love, too. I love like classic bands too. There's a time and a place. I like Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I like the clash. I like the police sex pistols. Like that, you know, I'll listen to bands, um, mm-hmm. bands, but, awesome. uh, I have very, very tastes. Who's your favorite? Don't have one. Too many genres. Okay. okay. That's cool. You can't pick. They're like your children, right? Well, they're so different. It's like what you said, Grant. Like, yeah, you listen to Drake, but you also listen to all these other people. Like, Uh I'm not going to pick Drake over like an indie artist because they're just so vastly different. I listen to Beach House when I want to cry and think about the past, but I listen to Drake (laughs) when I want to get ready for the after party, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Grant, can you dial in... uh, David Winters for me, please. Oh, absolutely. Uh, David. Just, oh. Is David here? David. Patching him in. There he is. David? You're serious. David's You're here s- this week. David, I don't know where, where you, what's going to happen here. Uh, it could be super mainstream or it could be uh, Johnny Cheeks and the Butt Five. I don't know <laughs> what is going to come out of your mouth. Uh, favorite band or solo artist? Well, no, the issue I have is my friendly local podcast networks just put out too much content these days. And Ooh, so I, 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 answer. I don't have time for music. I don't even know what music is. So, mm-hmm. you know, thinking back to like my junior high and high school years, it'd be things like sure. Weezer and such. But these days, okay, um, okay. Weezer. Yeah. yeah. I rode it. the Peloton to Weezer today. Oh, oh there you go. humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> I got to listen to Weezer. <laughs> Weezer while, while burning That's 40 calories in an hour. Uh, Joey Jojo, I think I know the answer. Uh, you do? Yeah. Do you want me to say it? Sure. See if I'm right? Paul Simon. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. He is great. Paul Simon is the greatest living singer-songwriter. But, uh, yeah, there is a lot of uh, great, great shit. I mean, I listen to all this stuff that... No, not all. I don't listen to Drake, but I listen to a lot of the stuff you guys mentioned. Uh, love, love indie stuff, but I love like from. I mean, classic rock wise, I like Paul Simon. I like uh, the Beatles. Obviously, I like Pink Floyd. Like these mm. bands are huge for a reason. Like I think that they're really, really good. And uh, but then the last few years, I'd probably say the band I've listened to the most is War on Drugs. Uh, so I haven't been in your years. car when you haven't been listening to the War on Drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it's just such easy listening, jamming rock music that like just doesn't bother anybody. So it's a, it's a good one when like strangers like Matthew get in your car. You're like, oh, is he going to get all pissed off if I play Drake again? And so I'll just put on a nice easy. Uh, I like War Drake. Why would I be pissed off if you play Drake? <laughs> Who doesn't I, like Drake? I, I like Drake. I love the Drake. <laughs> Name one Drake song. Joe. I hate the Drake right okay. now. Name one Drake song, Joe. Do it. I, I can't. I don't okay. know. Do they have titles, those songs? 
I'm sure. I'm sure that if you played a few for me, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's Drake." Um, and then, I think indie wise, over the last ten years or twenty years or so, I'd go the Flaming Lips. Love the Flaming Ooh, Lips. Yeah. Oh, good one. They're great. Did I ever tell you my Flaming Lips story? No. You have no. a Flaming Lips story? I have I one do. too, and I can't tell it. I can't tell mine either. I can't tell mine either. Uh, we well, all have a Flaming Lips story. Yeah. That tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, uh, Skid, what was yours? I, I I think I think I might know. What would you, what would your guess be? My guess would be it's a band. Okay, not a solo artist. <laughs> yeah, and it's is it Led Zeppelin? Zeppelin's up there for sure. Okay, yeah. not the not the fair. All right. Yeah, the what Zeppelin, Metallica, Public yeah, Enemy, Metallica. Oh. Beastie Boys, mm. Brand Nubian, and Pixies. Yes. Yeah, oh. there Pixies. you go. Okay. Pixies. Pixies. Good to see that. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one that answered correctly. Uh, Ellie. Um, What's up? What, uh, what artists uh, or artists is your favorite? Uh, singer, songwriter, or band? American or other uh you want the correct answer because i got it uh oh, yeah pearl jam oh, <laughs> really? oh. i heard that pearl jam 10 just topped the charts in Uppsala. <laughs> oh yeah it just came out there have you heard about eddie vedder uh he uh was my first crush i like celebrity crush uh, but I also Fleetwood Mac is also. Oh, up there. Good I miss Fleetwood Mac. Good They're definitely answers. one of my all-time favorites. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Probably higher on the list than Pink Floyd. Lower than Paul Simon. Right in that area. It, also, even though Swedish uh, Sweden has a huge musical export, it's usually pop music and stuff like that. But I do think like anyone choosing anything that's not American here is like just ignorant. I mean, I think. America's figure out the entertainment industry and music industry. Like, you're, well, you have uh, the best fans. I mean, the Brits, when it comes to music. Yeah, sure, sure, mm. sure. But, but America is a little better. Like, Ooh, and I, literally, all, literally all of our top 40 music is produced by Max Martin. Yeah, it's all Swedish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all Swedish now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but he, I don't know, he, like, he's like me. He's a, he's a half American, half Swede. So uh, you'll watch me, and one day I'll become... <laughs> Forty top <laughs> a music producer. Watch this face. Classic stepping stone to becoming a massive, massively successful music producer. I have being on a, a sci-fi actual play podcast. Next stop, the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the moon. Uh, good answers, though. Good answers. Let me jump in with, uh, let me, I mean, I, I feel like I have to as a big fan, a huge fan of electronic music. And to shout out France among all the countries that we're mentioning. Oh. And then R.I.P. back in Feb, Daft Punk. I mm. fucking yeah, loved fuck, yeah. Daft oh. Punk. Yeah. And uh, cool. the old, it's over. It was yeah, very sad. What's going on with my hair? Yeah. It was very sad. Uh, uh, now, obviously, everybody knows Troy's. It's country. You don't know let's me. all say it on the count of three. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even listening to you. I literally took my hat off to itch my head, and I was like, what was going on with my hair? Well, we're, well, we're <laughs> yeah. all heard. Uh, sorry. Uh, so uh, There's you a lot gave going mine. on here. What is happening? Uh, <laughs> anyways, you don't know me. You don't know my favorite. You know, might know my favorite, but you're going to uh, assume country, right? 
Yeah. No, 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 I don't. That's all I listen to now, but that's not I my favorite. Feel no, you're, you're your favorite. Wrong. You answered mine. I will answer yours. Your favorite is Hall and Oates. And Counting Crows. Not and Counting Crows. Yep. My, if I have to pick one singular favorite. What? Dewey Brothers? Sting. Sting is oh, my yeah. favorite oh, yeah. single artist of all time. And you met him that one time, or he was there. He was just happy. He was the third guy. No, I didn't get anything. No, I didn't meet Sting. I, I've, I've seen Sting in concert like seven or eight times. And there was one night I went two days in a row when I was in college to see him uh, at the Orpheum Theater. And I always knew when he would like end the show. And so I time it. I timed it perfectly and just ran up to the front of the stage as he was doing his third encore. Because at that point, they're not like, oh, sit down, sir, sit down, because they know it's the end of the night. And he said, how oh, fragile and finished and then I just like reached my hand out to Sting and he like came right down and grabbed the hand right next to mine and then moved oh, on no. like, oh, Sting. Oh, it was just like oh, oh no oh my god grab you, had the a, hand you, right. you had a Joe O'Brien mm. moment natural yeah Sting's always Man. been my favorite I, I saw when they reun- when the police reunited I saw that tour at Madison Square Garden but it's all that type of ma- even though all I listen to now is country the Sting who the Doobie Brothers obviously Hall and Oates uh, the, the Conning Crows is uh, a big favorite of mine Sting's but, uh, well, in your not my defense. favorite but uh, Fortress Around Your Heart might be my favorite song Mm. If I built a fortress, dress. Great defense. You didn't bring up the Talking Heads because I feel like you listen to the Talking. You listen to the Talking Heads a lot, don't you? Who? Skid. Me? Skid. Skid. Oh, (laughs) I do sometimes. Grant? I just I rep them because they started in Long Island City, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I will say Sting has some of the uh, most interesting like pop compositions ever. Like if you like, I don't know enough, but when I like read about like how he composed the songs and the chord structures and stuff, like it's always fascinating. I can watch a video like deconstructing all of the songs. He's eclectic. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. He's a cool dude too. Like he's like, you know, he might be a little too much for some people and people like, ah, tantric sex, Sting is a weird guy. Uh, But he's just kind of this guy that has, he found success and has always stayed successful even though he's not like in the mainstream you think of sting one name you know sting is just he's reached yeah. like he's top deity it. status but How he do you did feel have sting a terrible musical right uh, well it was ne- i don't think it was ever meant to be a, a big musical but i liked the i bought the <laughs> I'm sure he set out to fail but it's about made a like Broadway uh, musical not to make it successful yeah it sting doesn't make mistakes what is it called? Uh, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't out for just fame. He just wanted to see if he could do it. Uh, I'm sure he didn't go into the show in an attempt, in a desperate attempt to save it, just because, like, why not? No, he just wanted to show you how it was done. Uh, no, it wasn't great. Bridge of Bridge of something, but uh, there was one good song on there. The last uh, ship. The last, the last ship. ship. Bridge of the last bridge ship. Bridge of no, something. Yeah. You know. Bridge. Bridge of spies. Uh, Sting is my ship. favorite artist. That's why I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sting. I love him so much. How do you much. feel about the loot years or, or year? I, I I have no problem with the loot years. I enjoyed the loot years. I love the loot years. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, Ellie, are you familiar with Sting and the Police? Of course, of course. Yes. He's also from England, so mm-hmm. I actually take back everything I said about America always being the best. I love Sting, or I wouldn't say I love Sting because. Uh, but I think he's good. 
It's a yeah. good choice. It's an okay choice. I allow it. <laughs> wow, that really just do, 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 dropped it down really fast. <laughs> It's a good looking dude, I too. Like a guy, he's you know he's in his sixties now. He just he looks good, takes good care of himself. Just he a could great be a, actor. Just a phenomenal actor. <laughs> Quadrophenia, Dune guy does it all. Did you listen to his uh, latest uh, 2019 where he re-recorded? He's done two albums where he's re-recorded his old material. Have you listened to those? Did you like? Yeah, him? he's doing some weird mm-hmm. stuff now with Shaggy. I don't okay. listen to that. I listen to okay. the old stuff. Anyways, I think we learned a lot about each other and about our uh, tastes because there are some people now that are like, I'm totally a, a, a David, David guy now. And other people are like, no, no, I'm a Joe. Um, <laughs> and no one is a Sydney, unfortunately. That is not our audience. <laughs> but I'm, doing yeah, my best, find I'm doing my best to pull in the youth for you, Troy. I'm like really yeah. trying. Yes. The demographic, I'm really trying to spread it out. We yeah, need the not youth, no but, one, but no one that we could hold a conversation with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably the youth, they don't have time or money, and that's all oh, we want. That's all we want. Tell me about it. Tell um, me about it. We should probably play some Starfinder, but I really yeah, like just right. hanging out. We were saying, like, we would be so nice if we could, like, go to a party, like, have a party. Like, we'll go to a, like, if this was Saturday Night Live, and then we went to a party, and then after a party at eight in the morning, we come out, and we're just vomiting on the street. <laughs> what a great night! <laughs> we don't get to do that. <laughs> we don't get to do any of that anymore. We just sit here, and then we're like, Matthew, good night, everyone. Is that your idea of a great night? It, that is my idea of, of hell on earth. <laughs> what, oh. what is your idea of a great night? Like, I'm having a great night? night right now, hanging out with all of you. Oh, oh boy. Wow. But you know what makes it extra that great? Bruce Springsteen song? <laughs> should be. No, I was going to say, what makes it extra great is I can do all that and not have to leave my house. Oh, yeah. oh Matthew. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss being on the streets? Oh, I, I, I remember doing it with you guys. Uh, last time, I, it was like... Uh, Vomiting on the street? York? I, I think I did because did. I had too much. <laughs> New York, I think we were in Brooklyn, and uh, oh, when you came to the Glass Cannon oh, Live, yeah. yeah, I was really oh, drunk. Do you remember that? Yeah, you were, we and call then, in the business overserved. <laughs> well, Troy, you were the one who kept buying me drinks, and then no, that's not uh, true. I would never. Yeah, do that. and the, I remember coming to the next recording in like Christian gear because I was so ashamed <laughs> of the things I said. It's just wearing a habit. <laughs> <laughs> you say two I'm, rosaries before we start this recording. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was very like I made braids and everything. But Grant drove me home that night, and we almost yeah. got murdered, m- murdered by two black cars. Remember, like they were driving like. Oh, what car difference does it make? What color the cars were, Ellie? Come on, that's, <laughs> that's true. Jesus, true. All right. <laughs> just get Sydney. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I thought this. I thought this was a podcast about oh, tabletop God. RPG. Talking about God. music. Trying to cover for Ellie's racist views against cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Guys, we're gonna have some fun tonight. This is Androids and Aliens. Um, it's a show about uh, a Starfinder adventure path called Dead Sons. There are no other podcasts of this show. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> is, that, is that the catchy subtitle? <laughs> Androids and Aliens. There are no other podcasts of this show. <laughs> That's our selling point. Oh, God, it's gotten bad. 
<laughs> and it's, it's so happening. far from the truth. There's got to be like 50 <laughs> podcasts of dead sons that have like lapped us. They've completed this story twice with two different casts. Uh, but you know, we're having a good time. Uh, our story's a little bit different. And last week it took a turn. Mm-hmm. You obviously came in and mashed. Now, you took some hits. Uh, Lene especially took some damage. Qualo took some. Dax took a little bit uh, as well. Uh, the rest of you were able to hang back and uh, lay out some damage, gather some intel. But Dax really got up in the business of this uh, Yosoki mechanic. And um, she was a little weird. She was looking at you. I think you used the word detached, and that's perfect. Like the way she was speaking to you throughout the combat, she never physically attacked you, but she obviously directed her drone to do so. Maybe she has some control over these uh, modified maintenance bots. But she's just like, who are you? Where are you from? Do you think I care about you destroying my drone? Do you think I care about anything? You look like someone that cares, that love, like just weird. Man, how does she know? How does she know? <laughs> look, look in your face, maybe. Maybe someone who doesn't love can just see what empathy looks like in someone else. Someone who's so devoid of that emotion is like, more like in awe of like, I wonder what it must be like to care. Mm. Mm. Kreska lays down some vicious spells, mind thrust, and then the choke were all she could do after her drone was down and one of the bots raise her hands up in surrender. Still creepy look in her eyes. Now that was her turn on the initiative. The drone's done. Not going to worry about the bots. So we'll go to the top of the next round. And it is Linnea's turn. Linnea, from where you're standing, I'm going to say you're hyper aware of your surroundings. You see this. Now, the bots in front of you still look aggressive. But you see just beyond that bot in front of you, the uh, Yosoki has raised her hands in surrender. What do you do? I want to finish finish off the, uh, uh, the bots, actually. Uh, it's probably smart because I—I I mean, like, who who would realistically be like, "Oh, cool, this person is giving up while I'm being attacked by these assholes." Unless so, you can control them. Yeah, I'm thinking that, <laughs> but but I, but like, what if she backsteps us? I think better to get rid of them, but unless she stops them. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a full attack against at least the one in the middle. Uh, okay. I'm leaving Cle- I'm leaving Cleveland, and I'm going. For one sees. If I'm you're able to the- take both of these bots out, then all that will be left in the room is the Yosoki. If she's playing possum or something, this is smart. It's a smart move. All right, go ahead. Roll to attack. Yeah. Uh, first, first roll. Uh, that's going to be uh, twenty-five against Cat. That is a hit against the one directly in front of you. Uh, 27 points of damage. Ooh. And you destroy that bot. Nice. Oh, awesome. <sighs> and then I'll go for the second Beautiful. one then. Perfect, 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 perfect. Okay, okay. so here comes the cleave. Ooh, 18. No, Against. No, not cleave. Sorry. Uh, but, like, it doesn't matter, I guess. But 18 on the die, so uh, 33. Oh, okay. It wasn't a cleave. You're you're doing two uh, full attack, uh, rather. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a hit. Royal damage. This one was flat-footed from Friss as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, it was 29, uh, because I forgot the minus, uh, but uh, 29 to hit. It's a hit! Okay, 20, <laughs> we don't. Tw- Throw me 24 a damage. Points, 24 points of damage. 24 points of damage, and you destroy the third okay. bot. Wow, yeah. I mean, Linnea just cleaning up. I, I can see it in front of me of her being, like, giving up, and Linnea sees that, but she's still just like, all right, cool. <laughs> right, <laughs> ribbon, ribbon. Yeah, Time for the bow. How fitting then that it comes back around to Dax. I hope, because I lost my initiative tracker between this week and last. <laughs> I think that that's right. I believe he rolled. Yeah, initiative. I feel confident. After that, it's a just drop, behind I Linnea. Feel like it's Dax's turn. Um. He's just going to look at the. Uh, so wait, did it? Uh, did she ever have a, a gun in her hand? She has a gun she on her purse, and she never drew it. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he knew there was something weird there. Uh, all right. So as soon as she puts her hands up, he's he's not going to attack um, at least for the moment. So he will. He'll lower his blade, uh, and he'll just say, uh, "Your." Philosophy is strange, but not uncommon, particularly in this place. Though I find it flawed, it is simple to reason that all things taken to their logical end turn to dust, as you say, but, and that love is no different than any of these, but love during the time it does exist is arguably one of the most powerful forces in the universe. It has the power to bring life and topple empires. You may choose to ignore this power. I will not. And he just going to stand there for a second and see if she responds. She's being force choked. He'll relieve that choking by cutting her head off. <laughs> Roll the hit. <laughs> uh, he'll turn to Cresta. Cresca and be like, Captain, I believe you can release her now. <laughs> she is under control, and he's just holding the blade. Lord Vader, enough. Yes. Lord Vader, release <laughs> him. <laughs> Kreska will release her psychokinetic hold on her throat. All right, we'll pull out of combat. As you wish. We will uh, exit (laughs) combat then for now. And (sighs) she uh, regains her composure. What is your name? Looking at Dax. I am Distribution Android X-19. Android. There are a lot of you. My name is Zix. They call my brother and I Degenerators because we fix things. Well, we fix them long enough that they can be used to break more things. 
And then she just smiles and kind of gets lost in thought, remembering things that she's destroyed. And she's gone. Who calls you this? Who calls you degenerators? The cultists. No. They started calling us that when they found us. We were just uh, orphans from Akitan. Didn't really know our place in the world. But we found purpose with the desperate hunger. And we found purpose here. Where is your brother? Zaz. Zaz is with Null. They took a shuttle off of this planet to look for some kind of replacement part for one of the computers here. The glowing man told them they should be able to find one inside of one of the other moon's core facility or something. If they bring it back here, we can fix the computer. She turns back to look at the monitors. And then we can get that weapon that Null Nine's been talking about forever. How long have you known Null Nine? Hmm. I've lost time since I met her and found my true purpose. She taught me everything I know. Well, my brother taught me everything I know, but she seemed to bring true strength out of me. If you run into my brother, he probably won't be as interested in talking as I am. He's always been a bit... Stubborn. Why are you interested in talking? I don't know. I've spent so much time, she itches at one of the open sores on her face. Kind of has like the look of a meth addict. I've always wondered what it would be like to talk to more human-like beings. I spent so much time around robots and machines I never get to connect even my brother we're close but we're not that close he can be mean if you guys find him you might have to kill him would that he's looking around make you sad I don't know. I'll have to tell you if it happens. Would it have made you sad before you met Null Nine? When you and your brother struggled to find purpose together, were you more connected then? She gets lost in like... Like thousand yard stare. It's so hard to remember that time. 
Akitan, our life was not good. All we had was each other. We were torn away from our family. But we always lacked purpose. Now we have it. But we're not close anymore. I'm afraid your purpose, in and of itself, has driven you apart. Our purpose, and he looks at everyone else, has brought us together. It has allowed us to connect. As you said, you are missing a certain connection with life forms beyond the mechanical. I also spent many years with no purpose. It is others that give you purpose. And this weapon you seek to, your, that Null Nine seeks to unlock. Do you understand that it will remove all life forms and there will be no connection? That's what she says. That's what we hope. For only... Pure destruction can bring about true purpose. Pure destruction is not a purpose. Pure destruction happens anyway. It happens in the absence of purpose. Perhaps. Do you not understand the paradox of your own logic? But if there is no more there anymore, then there is no more purpose. And we're all free. Because if everything is obliterated, none of us will be tied down by worries or fears or desires. It will all be gone. You see your purpose as a chain, as a cell, yet it is something you sought. I also sought purpose. But my purpose broke chains, shattered cells. I feel as if you have been duped. You have been brainwashed. The word purpose does not mean what you think it means, what they told you it means. So are you going to eliminate me? I'm no threat. I'd love to fix my drone. I have no ship. The jungle is alive. I'm not much of a threat. So is your plan to just destroy me? Your tone suggests you are asking for your life. This is antithetical to the beliefs of your cult. Do you understand that? 
I don't see it that way. I see this as an opportunity. Maybe an opportunity to reevaluate the situation. Maybe you could take me off of here and leave me somewhere else. And if a new path is forged, then that was what was meant to be. Your very words are heresy. I'm surprised you don't understand. You don't truly believe what the cult believes. They do not seek another way. They do not seek alternate options. They do not look at a grander picture. They simply seek self-destruction. Pure and simple. What does your family think? And he points to all the other crew members. Uh, while this is happening, first, this is another Isoki from Chris's neighborhood. Yeah. So he's like he's watching this, and he has some empathy, but he more and more. I think he's more impatient because from what he sees is weakness. He was able to drag himself out of the same circumstance and not plot to destroy the universe. Like he made right. something of his life, and he sees something he didn't. But while they're having this conversation, Friss kind of gets the captain's attention. He said, we should kill her or restrain her. Get her back to the ship. Maybe I can sedate her. May be able to get some information out of her, but we should be moving on. They got this. Agreed. We're at a clock. But she could provide valuable intelligence as to the state of operations in this sect. The cult. Dax. Aye, Captain. Restrain the Rasogi. She is now our prisoner. We're going back to the ship. I'm handy with a wrench. He'll sheathe the blade. That answers your question. No, you will not be destroyed today. But you will not be allowed to fix your drone. Put your hands behind your back. What is your plan? I believe you are, he looks at the captain, on a need-to-know basis. And you don't need to know. Okay. She turns around. Puts out her tiny little paws towards you. But all the while is just looking past you. Mm -hmm. Callum comes out of invisibility right next to her because he was there the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And he reaches over and takes her gun and takes her wrench. And just doesn't say anything but looks at her and is very freaked out by her and then backs away, staring. Dax will say, come peacefully and you will not be harmed. And he'll just put shackles on her. uh, The Yusoki size shackles that he has on his character sheet and he'll walk right. her uh, out to wherever the captain says and he'll pick up his gun on the way out the door that he dropped can we do a quick search of the room just to make sure we're not missing anything yeah um, is there anything of value in this room 
I know, I know. You value nothing. If you could imagine <laughs> something we might value. Define Is there anything value. like that in here? <laughs> um, what's going on Money. in this closet in the corner? Uh, yeah, go ahead and do a perception check. 26. Okay, yeah, you do find uh, a couple of batteries in the closet. They are uh, known as high-capacity Kishali batteries. These are pretty cool, right, David? Yep. These are those uh, ones we went over, I think, two episodes ago, Mm. where they uh, basically self-recharge. Right. Very cool. By a strange quirk of fate and parallel engineering, Kishali batteries can be interchanged with the standard batteries used among the pack worlds. They allow a creature to use allow a creature to use Kishali artifacts with greater efficiency. Yeah, yep. They act just like a normal battery in non-Kishali items, but they rapidly recharge. So you find two of those. Uh, I'll take one unless somebody else has a a gun that uses two shots per shot. Does anybody have one of those? I also do. I'll take one. I don't have one is what I'm saying. So I'll give it up for somebody who takes two bullets per shot if they want it. Right now, my, my gun is one bullet per shot, but I'll... Mine is All right, four. I'll take <laughs> Yours is four bullets per shot? Well, you don't use your gun. No, exactly. You do like your artillery laser, though, from time to time. My artillery razor. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> there, is, um, there is one other room that Koala would like to check. On our way out, there is a door by where we fought the dog murdering cultists mm. um, that is worth just checking into because oh, I yeah. feel like Ostith is um, a little vulnerable. And though we may have cleared out almost everything, it's worth leaving no stone unturned mm. considering how crucial that AI is to our efforts. Also, do you think do we think Friss might be able to link like set up some sort of communications link between us and Ostith that way in case we need to. You know, if there's any, if she comes under attack, she can alert us on the ship. Yeah, Frisk tries to uh, look at that. Osteth is like there seems to be a communication breakdown between our control station and what is happening on that gate. No doubt, the desperate hunger has people that have jammed the communications. But if you have eliminated the enemies here, I should be safe, and I will wait. Hopefully you will return before she does. Captain, if I may... May I? May you what? <laughs> Talk to you. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, no one was reacting. I'm like, oh no, I'm muted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my internet dropped. Um, yes, I don't, Um, I don't believe that is sulky. I, I don't. I, I believe she's just stalling for time. I think we should leave her here. But I also don't want to be cruel, unnecessarily cruel. So, a swift. Death might be better than captivating, cap, like putting her in captivity. 
The doctor believes he can keep her sedated, and she might have valuable intelligence as to the state of their operations. And if her brother is not too far gone into the ways of the devourer, she might be a useful bargaining chip if it comes to that. Then I would like to scan her for any sort of tracking device. Of course. Can I, can I do a thorough, thorough search of the Yusuke? Sure. <laughs> so you come over to the Yusuke, and as you're picking and prodding around her, she's just watching you. Her eyes never really leave yours, but again, there's still this feeling of detachment. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Linnea. Linnea. I've never heard that name before. What do you do in this family? I, um, I'm the muscle. I, uh... Mm. And she gets very nervous because she has never met anyone this terrifying in her entire life. The muscle. Is there what anything does that mean? It means that I go in and I follow my training and I eliminate enemies. And she's trying to find her courage again. And if anyone should ever hurt my friends, I will make sure they are properly, properly avenged. Why do you limit yourself to just enemies? If you have a taste for elimination, why not just eliminate everything that stands in your way? Linnea is looking at at her, and it's, it's actually being drawn to what she's saying. She doesn't have a good answer. What? I... Uh, and then she, and then she looks away. And and did I, did she find anything on her body? Yeah. So she's wearing uh, some nice armor. I don't know if you want to strip it off of her, um, but she no, has no, a no. advanced semi-auto pistol with uh, twenty-four small arm rounds, a tactical knife, uh, a custom rig, a hacking kit, uh, and mm-hmm. also a cred stick with twenty-five hundred credits on it. Oh, nice! Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five. Um, Carry a lot of cash for a nihilist. (laughs) 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 Can we split up those credits right now? I'll do it and let you guys know. Thanks, Jim. Is there anything in her cadence, I mean, it seems like it on the surface, but just comparing how Denali acted on the ship prior to going full jangly man, is it the same type of degeneration of mentality? Did he ever feel so nihilistic or listless as this, or is it different? I don't know. I, I feel like the jangly man, the, the difference that you feel, Koala, especially where you knew Denali, is uh, it seems like he Im- had embraced the devourer or the the devourer embraced him right. uh, a lot longer ago. So this feels still new for Zix. Um, which is weird because like it corrupted an AI too, the devourer. Yeah. And you wonder like yeah. how, how does this really work? Is it is it a, a, a deity in the traditional sense or is it a legit power that like a sickness that feeds off of people? 
don't know, the, the yeah. deeper you get into this devourer uh, lore yeah. or situation, the, the less, it almost feels like the less you know. <laughs> yeah, right. that's why I really yeah. want mm-hmm. Friss to study this Isoki. Um, I mean, Dax has, Dax has his own quasi-emotional motivations because of the way the creature spoke about, like, looking for purpose and being lost and coming from a place of nothing, you know what I mean? Which is kind of like the way that he came through and totally understanding what Skid is saying about Friss's, you know, response to it. Um, but Dax is also like that. I could have easily have been null nine. You know what I mean? Like if somebody else came and got me, like I could easily have just been like turned, uh, taught to look this way and do things this way. Um, so there's a certain part of him that's sympathetic and, uh, you know, with all the music that he listens to and the themes of love that constantly recur, you know what I mean? It's like, there's hope there for him that like the creature can be saved. Uh, but regardless, a very good source of possible intelligence, not only immediately in the future for the control panel and where they're going and everything, but also like for how the devourer indoctrinates and, what the process is and how to avoid it ourselves. You ever seen American History X? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah, love it, that one. It kind of has that feel uh, like the these wayward kids get pulled in by yeah. this uh, charming Nazi. Uh, or it's just like they feel a, a, a place, a sense of belonging that they didn't feel in their own uh, families. The Devourer has that feel to it in a way. But then you feel like there's a supernatural element added on top of that. Well, Chris, I, is I planning, feel, yeah. Chris is planning on using his knowledge of Trencher, the same language that she must have grown up speaking, and his profession psychology to pull a combination Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting slash Hannibal Lecter on her oh. in the course of our voyage. Amazing. Amazing. Good plan. Good. Plan. I like the Robin Williams one. That's good. Yeah. It's, not your, it's not your fault. Not your I fault. like to... I like Shut to up. imagine. I like to imagine Shut that um, that Linnea is actually very, very easily swayed. Like she is, she hasn't figured out what she thinks about anything in the world. So her talking to this person, like um, you, you, you've met people like that who who are unbelievably easy to just, you know, you give them one counter argument and they're like, oh, oh, okay, um, I guess yeah, that makes sense, you know. I guess you're and right. I, yeah. So I think she's going to stay away from this rat because <laughs> she's going to be pulled in. Yeah, the way she looks at all of you, like when she turns her attention to you with those red eyes, like even if she's just glancing at you, you feel like I got, I don't want this thing looking at me. Um, so are you heading back to the ship? Yeah. To head to the gate? Is that the plan? Well, I mean, that's, that's my plan unless I'm missing room. Door, yeah. Oh, we didn't oh, yeah. check that door yet? Okay. All right, so Qualo heads back to the room where they murdered that dog. Um, and you pop it open. Yep. And it's a little closet um, similar to that one you that uh, Kreska just checked in the room with the Ahsoki. Quick perception? Yeah. Uh, 16 plus... 11, uh, 27. 27. You actually see, right when you open the door, there's like a little stand there, an empty stand. But you look around and you find a secret compartment <gasps> oh. hidden underneath the stand 
with your perception check. You open it up, and there are uh, three temporal disruption grenades. <gasps> oh. oh, yes. And a minor disruption pistol. Oh, nice. Wow. There's also some spacesuits laying on the, or hanging on hooks on the wall. Um, But there's there's nothing really special about those, but you did find like some Kishali relics. Temporal disruption grenades and a minor disruption pistol. David, can you give us a little juice on on what what those do? So a temporal disruption grenade, I will point out, is a level 10 item. Whoa. Um, so we're Whoa. talking. Whoa. Yeah, we're talking something that's worth over 2,000 credits a pop. Um, but it's worth 2,900. Dis- it's, yeah. it's just a grenade. That is crazy. Just a grenade. Poof. Um, so temporal uh, disruption grenades. Um, let's see. They slow down the rate of subatomic movement, halting those affected for a short period of time, but not otherwise damaging those in the blast. So basically they explode and then people get stunned for a round. Uh, they get a fortitude save in there. Wow. But yeah, so it slows down time. In a boss fight to be able to potentially, if they fail, stop them from an attack or especially those cultists. It would have been great to help save Linnea, but luckily she made it out. Okay. But then you're, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Talk, talk about those grenades. (laughs) I I mean, I, I want them really bad, but, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll take one. Yeah. We can split them. Uh, take one. I take one. Yeah. There were three of them, right? Two. There are three. No, I'm sorry. You're right. There are three, right? Yeah. Uh, so who wants the third? I'll take it. Uh, Frisch should take it. I mean, okay. somebody Frisch who has a it. high deck, somebody who has yeah, a... I'll, t- I'll take it. ...can target easily throw. What about the temporal disruption pissed? What does that uh, do? So is it pistol? a stunning yeah. pistol? Uh, no, it, so it is a pistol. So this is a weapon specifically from the uh, the AP, but uh, basically oh, cool. it does level 7 item worth 7,500 creds. Uh, it's 2d6 sonic. With a range mm. of 40 feet and a critical staggered effect. Cool. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm challenge? sorry, you said small minor arm. disruption pistol? Minor, yes. Small arm. So right. that works for a lot of you. Yeah. So do, did you want it, Friss? Is that better than what you're currently using? It's not better than my hailstorm. As far right. as I How about you, Callum? Uh, I mean, I could take it. I have the disintegrator. Um, what was the damage again, David? Uh, 2d6 sonic. Okay. I mean, like, I could take it. It'd be no issue unless anybody else wants it. Uh, I think I want it. Okay. Feel free. <laughs> Ooh. There is uh, one cool thing on it, though. There is one other cool special ability, and that's the boost special ability. Mm-hmm. And that's where, as a move action, you kind of, like, charge the weapon up, and you increase the damage. In this case, it's an extra 1d6. 1D6. Oh, Oh. Yeah, so if you're standing in one place, you can use your move action in lieu of a full attack or moving and do 3d6 yep. damage on a hit. Damn. Which would be 66 on a crit, right? Would that double, I wonder? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. It, yeah, was, yeah. it would, yeah. But I you know, I still shouldn't... It's That's pretty cool, but I still shouldn't use it because I think that would negate me being able to use my trick attack. Yep. Because I yeah, can't use a move action. Weapon. Yeah. Well, no, it is, but like yep. I wouldn't... Okay. 
be able to use, like I'd have to use a move action to do that, which I can't right. do. I'd have to, I can move, but I can't do any other move actions during a full trick attack yep. action. So. I mean, Joe, if you if you think you're going to use it, take it, because I shoot as a last-ditch effort when I run out of spells, pretty much, or if I can't get into a room or something. So it'd be cool to have two guns, but no big deal if I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's like I, I would use another gun most of the time. Uh, it just, if I drop that gun and then, and I melee and then I need to like get in ranged combat again, I have a sonic thunderstrike pistol that's 1d8. This would obviously would boost that to 2d6. Uh, so yeah, I'm fine with it. If it, if it would be your main weapon, you can take it because I would be using it more rarely as a third weapon. But you, you also <laughs> use it so rarely. I know. Do you want to switch? Do you want to take this and I'll take your Sonic? Thunderstrike Sonic Pistol? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So take the okay. Thunderstrike Sonic Pistol. I like how On we're just grid, like oh, standing in a circle and we're like handed This one's loaded. Pointing it right at your face. <laughs> yeah, take this one. Give the child your old gun. Yeah. Give the child your old gun. The child is 10th level. <laughs> Um, uh. Six turns to all of you and says, "Let's take a quick break for our sponsor." <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. Thank you, Bud Light. <laughs> Thank you, Bud Light. Uh. Now we're back. Let's continue the adventure. All right, let's go to Bud the ship. Light. Time is of the essence. Yeah, let's. We're on, we're on a, a clock, I guess. Uh, let's bounce. <laughs> yeah, Null Nine and uh, whoever the hell is with her uh, has a bit of a head start on you. So you want to head back to the ship, get out of orbit, and fly over to Gate 2 to try to stop her and get this control board. Either or. Meanwhile, Osteth is going to try and figure out a way to destroy the Stellar Degenerator uh, now that she's lost her partner that uh, could turn the key at the same time. Like a... Uh, is that Hunt for Red October? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And uh, Crimson Tide, too, right? Isn't Tons that? of Is that the one with Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman? Yeah, that's, that's Crimson, Crimson Tide. Tide. Hackman! Does the self-destruct on the Enterprise require the, the uh, secondary approval as well, or just the code? Yeah. Re- requires several of the uh, yeah. command staff to right. uh, yeah. issue it's their... three, code. right? I think it's three. Three of the command crew have to give their... Authorization codes because it's Kirk. I think Kirk, it's Kirk, Scotty, Spock. and Chekhov, right? In in search for Spock. Oh, oh, so, oh, that's right. Yeah, search for Spock. Yeah, so yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> that's in like yeah. the middle of the movie. <laughs> and there's no one on board. Uh, Double spoilers. Tell you the uh, spoilers, Matthew. Come on. <laughs> the, the journey Web's back. Spock. You don't journey. argue that it's not a spoiler by giving more details. <laughs> All right, that's true. I should have argued Just it's a it. 40 year old movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only been out 40 years. I haven't had a chance yet. <laughs> the uh, journey back to the Sarissa is uneventful. Uh, it almost seems like the surrounding jungle has gone quiet. Like the whole planet is holding its breath in anticipation of this final meeting. You get back to the ship. You get on. Steve lights up. Oh, Steve. Steve. Oh, Steve. Hello, Steve. Captain. I am Steve. 
glad to see that you have returned in one piece. Ah, I see your hermit crab friend survived the trip. <laughs> Hi, Steve. How Hi, nice. Steve. How, How are you? How, ni- how nice for you. Qualo is a valued member of our crew, Steve. Sure, sure, yes. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Yes, boy. Um, is there... <laughs> you know my name. Um, is there anything in the... In the I meet so many people. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it Jimothy? Yeah, it's Jimothy. It's, it's Jimothy, and the S is silent. Uh, welcome back, Jimothy. Is there anything in the fridge? I, I let me check. Yes, there is fruit and leftover hot dogs. Yeah. I'm going to my I'm going to my room. I don't want it. Who cooked them first? Sleep, <laughs> sleep well, Jimothy. I'll be watching. <laughs> This is like You are incapable Of not being an incredibly creepy Awful AI Like Even after the reprogramming You were very briefly kind and generous And now you just like devolve Back into awful Even creepier Even creepier I'll be watching There's something wrong with the hardware (laughs) No matter what program we put in Like the same result But he's friendly He's just a little He's a little weird Richard Friss and I'm like I don't know what happened I, uh, I it's messed up again you should fix it <laughs> no yeah, Linnea is gonna be like yeah. is gonna be like no 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 I like it I like it maybe and we should go back to Howie no 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 the Howie models seem less buggy mm-hmm. I don't don't I think don't touch that bad idea <laughs> Linnea welcome back I oh see your I see your ribbon is in good standing. Did you take a level an envoy? <laughs> Something's different about you. Did you get a haircut or perhaps take a level an envoy? Did you do a sweet envoy dip? Yep. Well, I do feel different. I feel more confident. I nearly died on this planet and I'm happy to be alive and I feel a lot more confident in myself, as if I reconnected with my background a little bit. Yes. And uh, thank you for noticing. I hope this doesn't come off as weird, but <laughs> I sure think you look quite stunning, like oh. Rachel from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Some deep databanks. She is very stunning. Yes. Uh, uh, I can tell that you are coming into your own, and I wish you nothing but the best. <laughs> um, Steve, also, um, we have Yes, a, boy. A Did you enjoy the hot dogs and fresh fruit? I'm not going to eat the hot dogs, Steve. I don't like hot dogs. I don't. I think I'm allergic to them. I don't know. I can't finish this hot dog. Just put it in the fridge. <laughs> I had half my hot dog, and I told you not to save it. I'm not going to pick it up again. Did um, you have a question, boy? No, Steve, I wanted to tell you we have like a prisoner or whatever. Ah, yes, I can see another uh, similar to Dr. Friss. Is this rat person also a doctor? (laughs) No. And she has to have no access to any systems 
She is a prisoner and can be considered hostile and dangerous. Understood. Greetings, Yasoki. No hot dogs or fresh fruit for you. We will be feeding her, Steve. Well, now I feel as if you're sending me mixed messages, Captain. She's, she's only to get the, the hot dogs, actually. She can fact, only has hot dog access. In fact, she can have exclusive hot dog access because it seems like no one else wants the hot dog. I'll have the hot dog. There's one now. It's one. <laughs> Captain, You're splitting half of a used hot dog. Captain, you are misunderstanding me. There is plenty of hot dogs for everyone. Hot dogs. But is, Steve, why see. did you make so many hot dogs? Well, I just want to know, how am I supposed to treat this rat person? She is to be treated with respect and caution. Understood. Uh-oh. Hello. Also, don't, don't let her touch the weapons or anything. I shall not. Understood, Or systems of any kind. And then, hey there, Ace. <laughs> it's good to see Hello, you again. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Are you going to be warming me up soon for takeoff? Yes, Steve. We must leave with all urgency. Can you please start the systems? Get the engines warmed up. Very good. You understand there are strong gravitational forces at work here. I see in your former programming something or someone entered in codes here to help with the navigation. Should I continue to use those codes? Yes. Thank you, Steve. All right. She's ready when you are. Steve. Yes, Ace. Do you perhaps have any experience singing vocals for a band. Explain further. Using your voice modulated to different pitches to evoke emotional feelings from sentient beings. Hmm. I suppose if I heard the tune, I could jump in and follow along as best as I can. Well, perhaps we'll have time to do that. But today is not that day. I look forward to that, Ace. I look forward to that day greatly. Dax is just thinking, I I like it so much that he calls me Ace. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool nickname. But he's like embarrassed to, to ask Friss to call him Ace. He's like, I'll never do it. I know, and he'll make fun of me. He'll say something that makes fun of me. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, uh, before before we move on, just uh, I want to reckon one thing that uh, Linnea, or just take the time to uh, Linnea goes into her room and opens up a box she brought with her and takes out a gemstone, and suddenly she understands what it might do. Like she's mm. she's feeling something different from it than she had hadn't done before. She's been, she, it, and it, she inherited from her mom this stone. Oh, so you've had it the whole time, but you didn't know, like, how to unlock its potential. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. Because of her one dip in on envoy. So, wait, did you put spells in it already? Like, is there, and how many spells? Is it one spell? Three spells? No, as many as you can afford, but I didn't have any money, so it's pretty weak. Okay. Uh, like I have, I have really little money. So, uh, but like I don't know, Troy. Am I? Do you wanna? 
do you want... Uh, Troy, I think you, you said, like, I'm allowed to have it be filled up with the spells I could afford, right? Call me Steve. Hey, Steve. <laughs> yes, I think your mother left you with a certain amount of spells. You right. can choose those spells as long as you can afford them out of right. your sweet cache. Man, Steve really knows all. Yeah. All right. All right, Ace, Captain, the ship is ready. Excellent. Thank you, Steve. Dax, take us out. Aye, Captain. <laughs> we take off into space. Take off. Uh, entering orbit takes about two hours. And then you have to travel to the other controller moon. When you were within orbit of the uh, the first controller moon, you, you weren't subject to those gravitational forces, but now traveling to the other one, uh, Dax, you can feel like it's tough going. There's so much weird shit going on. Like, if these planets are in place in this way, these stars... You know there's so much crazy shit going on to, to hold them in place, and so you're trying to navigate that. Adam put into Howie's programming uh, a bonus in there. It's going to give you a plus four to the check, but you need to roll a piloting check at the end of every hour of this journey. So an hour passes, and you're doing your best <laughs> making it uh, to the next controller moon. Give me a piloting check. Oh, God. All right. Come on, Daxi Magoo. Natural ones. This is a leveled up piloting check, too. Which is good. Uh, sorry, I, should, I just lost my tab. All right, there we go. Come on, Daxi. 34. 34. <laughs> You're doing great, Ace. Thank you, Steve. I have... Yes. Flown with many pilots, but none have quite handled me the way you are. <laughs> Another hour goes by, and you're, you're really you're working those controls, trying to get this uh, under under control. And uh, give me another piloting check at the end of the second hour. You feel great, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That is a 25. <laughs> it's DC 25. Wow. That's a natural six. Yeah. 25. Every fail, you take 4d8 damage to your hull points. Ooh, wow. <laughs> oh. uh, but you make it. You are now in orbit. All right. Of the gate, too. Friss, you're sitting at the computers. You now realize you're close enough to uh, make a scan of the planet. Give me a computer's check. Uh, that is a 35. Okay. So you're dialed in. Dax gets her in close. You're within orbit. And you you all feel like that jankiness of the Sarissa has finally stabilized. And you're... Uh, you're feeling a lot better. Frist does a scan. You see that this planetoid has no atmosphere 
and shows no signs of life. As you continue your scan, you see that there are no uh, obvious Kishali-made buildings like the control center that you saw when you were approaching uh, Gate 1. But with your computer's check, you do notice that your sensors have picked up a metal hatch. A metal hatch large enough for uh, a starship such as the Sarissa to fly through. It's right in the planet's surface near the equator, similar to where uh, the control center was on Gate 1's moon, but there's no building. It's just a hatch that leads directly in to the surface of the planet. And so as you continue scanning, now focused in on that hatch, you see that beyond the hatch reveals some sort of underground complex uh, with a breathable atmosphere and full gravity, but it's located deep within the core of the planet. What do you guys do? Could go inside of it. Yeah, can you can you get us in there? <laughs> yeah, I just fly this thing. Come on. What are the orders? Can yeah, let's try to there, fly guys? in there. He'll bear whoa. down, focus, and try to fly in there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That looks pretty good. Battling nicely. Take it easy, Ace. <laughs> That'll do nice. Take it easy, I hope Ace. I know what you're doing. Be gentle. And you fly in towards the hatch. As you get close to the hatch. Oh, yeah. It opens. As, it almost, as if it was, like, uh, triggered by your approach. It opens... And you see inside of it a long tunnel illuminated by strips of lights leading into the planet. Oh, boy. Very cool. Nice and easy, Dax. Taking it slow, Captain. You fly into the open hatch. And you keep flying down this tunnel for over an hour. Oh my god. Wow. Just like straight oh. down, like into the straight into the down into the core of the planet. <laughs> Impulse engines. <laughs> and after about an hour and ten, hour and fifteen minutes, you spot uh a branching point where it, it the tunnel like branches off into three sets of doors. It ends. Um, there's no more gravitational pull. You're deep within the planet. Uh, as you pull closer to those doors, you see that there is a red light glowing above the center door and then green lights shining above the other two doors on the east and the west, we'll say. Is there a place to set the ship down, or are these ship-sized doors that you're talking about? They're ship-sized doors that you could oh, okay. fly through, but they're closed. One has a red light in the center. The other two have green lights. Doctor, are you able to scan for other ships down here? I would try, Captain. Yeah, I'm going to do a scan for that, and also see if there's any like signals, anything that would indicate we could control these doors remotely or anything. Okay. 27. 27 uh, you get the sense that just approaching 
one of the doors may be enough to open it, but you do get the sense that there is another ship behind the door with the red dot. There appears to be a craft right behind the center door, the red one. Uh, These are docking stations, then, perhaps. Shall we shoot the doors off, Captain? (laughs) (laughs) Wait for the captain to answer before you do it. On the closed door. (laughs) Shooting, Ace. Perhaps Perhaps we should take... We should dock at one of the other doors and see if they all link up to the same facility. Aye, Captain. Docking. Dax will just arbitrarily choose the door to the left unless anybody says anything otherwise. And he... So you go to engines, the... As Grant said, steers the craft over to that door. And Sorry, goes so you... slow enough to wait for it to open. All right, so you steer towards the... Uh, the way you're facing would be the eastern... No, western door, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Left, western door. Uh, as you go by the uh, door in the middle, nothing happens. But as you approach the western set of doors, they open to reveal an empty hangar. Ooh. Very cool. Daxel, park it. Pull in. Can I do a perception? Like, as I'm pulling in, just like on the the hangar itself, see if there's anything strange or unusual, uh, or if it's just a mundane hangar. Uh, That is an 18. It's a few particles of dust swirling within. Uh, The walls are made of like a smooth, unknown metal without any trace of rivets or seams. Uh, you see opposite the doors, the, the bay doors that you came in, a set of ship-sized door. excuse me, a, a set of convex doors, like small enough for people to walk in. Uh, you know, like curved, curved outward convex. Okay. Uh, but you don't see any signs of life. Let's, uh, let's go to the map. Yeah, let's go to the map. Let's go to the old... Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go... Let's go out to the lobby and get ourselves a hot dog. A hot dog. (laughs) Callum throws up. In my mind, Steve was just boiling hot dogs. He just, like, had the system to start boiling hot dogs. Callum prefers his hot dogs left over. Like freshly cooked hot dogs. No, okay, Dax is lying. I'm sorry, that's not. Steve told me you prefer used hot dogs. Okay, I don't even know why Steve thinks I like hot dogs. I never even said anything about hot dogs. Steve Steve, knows a lot of things, though. Yeah, but he doesn't know. uh, Finally, the hot dogs. I'm sorry, I was (laughs) under the impression everyone liked hot dogs. Have you ever had a hot dog, Dax? I have. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That is unnecessary. I had just, I had that gift. I love that gift. Skid had a gift of of a woman just hit in the face with about 30 hot dogs, like, all at the same time, and then it was over. That was it. That was the whole thing. That was it. That was the gif. That's it. That's That's an old gif, but it checks out. It's an old gif. It checks out. I was about to say, Ellie's dead. Ellie's dead. <laughs> we lost Ellie. We got Ellie. It. 
Easy. <laughs> Easy. Uh, all right. Do you guys see the map? Ah, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the old Ceris, huh? Hmm. Ceris seems a little squashed. A little skewed. Oh, you know what? Maybe I screwed up. Ah, oh, damn it. I just... <laughs> Fucked up. Uh, oh, yeah. It seems to be tilted a little bit. She has All been right. going through very it's difficult listening. pilot checks, so maybe she got... <laughs> I didn't mention that the uh, doors were not large enough, and so you <laughs> deformed the ship on the way in. <laughs> Some sort of dimensional pro- property. You pass through the doors, they just kind of squash. It's some sort skewed. of temporal distortion. <laughs> like one of the landing gears busted, like laying on our side a bit. Right, how's oh, that? Oh, is that there okay. we go. There she is. Beautiful. Yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, Dax is. really slid that thing in there. That is tight. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, like a glove. <laughs> like a glove. Uh, all right, like so. Hot dog down the hallway. Captain, who is in the away team and who is staying on the ship? <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer I to stay with the Ahsoki. <laughs> well, Best of Linnea, luck. Linnea gets, Planet side. In- Linnea gets instantly jealous and is like. Why? Why would why would you get to stay with Steve? Whoa! Uh, oh! Ooh. Oh! I'm sorry. I misunderstood your feelings for Steve. It's okay. And she touches Steve's chassis, and it's like, <laughs> guys, guys, guys. There's plenty of Steve to go around. <laughs> All right, Doctor. <laughs> State the prisoner. Everybody's on the away team. I like no having all of you inside. <laughs> no one can stay alone with Steve. Steve is not to be left alone <laughs> with anyone. Get <laughs> <ordered> both their <laughs> captain's orders. I'm going to make you miss Howie. <laughs> Give me two more episodes. You're going to you're going to wish you never got rid of him. Uh, all right, so is there an option bring... to fly this ship without an artificial intelligence assistant? <laughs> yeah. We won't fly. Well, uh, we're we'll very fly. skilled. <laughs> <laughs> is your plan to bring Zix with you and not leave Zix on the ship? No, I think our plan was to sedate and restrain her and then leave well, her locked up. Sorry well, to drag it, but did, did we want to talk to her before we start moving in on this planet about what she might know? I mean, maybe she told us all she knows already um, about her brother and the, the mission here, and we know a lot, but, like, I don't know. Do we want to take time, or do we just want to sedate her and go? I don't think we really have the time to, to set up a true interrogation. Yeah, and, I think Friss's psychiatric uh, option is fantastic, but I think it takes time. It's going to take, like, mm. time. Yeah. Would we? I mean, that's what his plan is. What he's thinking, and this probably will take a lot of time, is he's just going to kind of use, be very like gentle with her, and just over time, just like wear through all these layers until he can find a shred of of real emotion left, and then he's going to learn all she knows and then destroy her. That's what he wants. <laughs> In terms of risk assessment and mitigation, we are okay dealing with any consequences that could go wrong unforeseen leaving her here versus those that could happen bringing her with us correct because even though we're sedating her and even though we have all this stuff there's plenty of ways that like she's really good with machinery there's all sorts of excuses troy could give for her to like run amok on the ship she could also totally like backstab us or like lead us astray if she comes with us so i'm just i just want to talk that out and make sure that's the decision we want to make as a crew 
I mean, we could also sedate her and trap off all her limbs. Okay, restrain yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, that and was my that was, yeah. I was going to sedate her, restrain her, and lock her in med bay. Keep yeah. her in restraints in a, in the med bay, lock them. Okay. So then the question is, did we want to use her as leverage with her brother? Do we think that's even a viable thing? Because what are we going to say? We have your sister on the ship. Like, no, I don't think it's a viable thing. Okay, then yeah, then scrap that. Okay, because the way she talked, Dax is saying, you know, the way she talked about him, he will just not care. try to yeah. annihilate us, and he has no connection to her anymore. Okay. All right. Yeah, we we sedate her, restrain her, uh, lock her in med bay, lock her in, and put Steve on guard. Great. Sedator. Subdue her. Lock her in med day. Med bay with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> that might be cruel and unusual punishment, but uh <laughs> Uh the the hangar bay doors that you entered don't close until the Sarissa makes a full landing on the floor of the bay and as they close, you can hear the bay starting to repressurize and presumably fill with a breathable atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And it's going on while you're talking. It takes about 15 minutes, and then you hear the sound stops. Let's you go. see a smaller airlock. Um, like I said, those convex doors, they're blue on the map. Uh, let me put you on said map so you can move around uh god there's so many of you <laughs> i will keep zix on the ship all right yeah, we we here that's another another thing we do we just strap her to the top of the ship dice <laughs> just put her inside one of the engine tubes like <laughs> tie her in there get in there you son of a bitch before uh, Linnea uh, leaves the ship she's gonna put uh, she's gonna hug her door and say I don't care that the world don't understand us one day they will and then she kisses and then she kisses the door <laughs> she's losing Linnea's truly losing Callum is so confused Callum is like utterly like he comes back Steve's talking about hot dog he's like Linnea's kissing the dude what the fuck is happening (laughs) I'd rather be with the pirates I'd rather be with the pirates I'm gonna go back to Broken Rock guy if you could just drop me off good luck out there Linnea I will be back come back in one piece I will I will I will save out my hair so I look more like Rachel Oh. Yes. That's what he likes. And wear shirts with no bras. Oh, right. That's bad. <laughs> that was her thing. It was the 90s. No one said anything. I wouldn't mind if you trounced around here without a bra once in a while. Oh, God. Maybe I'm cool. overstepping my bounds. <laughs> but let's just I- say... Old Steve wouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, uh, I, I'm going to leave the ship. <laughs> Do you regret question? Do you regret hugging the door? Yes. <laughs> question. Can we uh, put, can we put uh, reprogram Steve up to the top of the workflow before he, before we, he causes a lawsuit? Yeah. <laughs> 
before he breaks down the network. <laughs> oh my god, Steve. You brought this it's on only- yourself. <laughs> I realized I realized the I realized what I was doing as well. <laughs> Steve is gonna get fired. <laughs> Can't talk to the crew like that. <laughs> hey Qualo, anyway. maybe don't wear a shirt once in a while. I was about to say, do you want me to do that too, Steve? <laughs> I don't usually wear a bra. Don't forget, this is an intelligence that was taken from one of the desperate hunger right. cults. I didn't know oh, where right. it came from. It, oh, I, it got off the pirate ship. I didn't know what, where they got they it. I don't know anything about sensibility. it. sensibility. Good Lord. It's, this is what all the Dead Sons podcasts are like. <laughs> the many, many... Guys. We can still save this. It can still Crying. be a very roman- a romantic story at the end of all this. Never yes. give up. I don't know about love. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Write a write a play about this one day, Matthew. I don't think I will. It'll be a new Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Oh. That's right. right. You rock, and you head towards the uh, smaller airlock. Mm. And I got tears in my glasses. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so inappropriate. Uh, you get to the uh, these, this uh, rounded door, and you see a scanner, like a, for a visual identification. Um, do you guys have anything to scan? Do you want to go grab the Yusoki? <laughs> <laughs> do we have we um, did? Uh, could we reproduce an image of? Uh our new friend, the the uh, the artificial intelligence, whose name I uh, oh, Seth or Altrest. Um, uh, no, but it, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like you would hold something up, like maybe a badge or an identification. You Did didn't find anything? anything on Zix. You didn't find anything in the lab. But it is uh, the doors are locked. So, uh, in lieu of having something visual to unlock it. Um, you could try an engineering check to try and yeah. jam them open. Uh, Friss whips out his hacker's kit and goes to work. Uh, that is a 45. 45. So with ease, Friss is just like... Doors open. And let me reveal... It's a... Elevator. Looks like a like a hover lift, basically a circular room. Uh, boom! There you go. Cool. And there are some simple controls inside. Uh, there, are like two blue lighted buttons aligned uh, vertically, one uh, one on top of the other. Classic elevator. Uh, based on our knowledge of really the map. Really well described. <laughs> yeah. There seem to be two buttons. One on top of the other. One on top of the other. What do you do? We hit the top button and wait. Fire raises from the floor. In the uh, distance, you hear Based Steve on our laughing. knowledge of the map we saw, do we know if we want to go up or down? Uh, it looks like you can only go up because if you press the bottom button, um, mm. it just closes the doors. 
Mm. This is the bottom floor. Yeah, it seems like okay. it. So if you press Perception the other button on the elevator, just to make sure it's not trapped or anything. Mm-hmm. Thirty doesn't appear to be trapped. You press the upper button and you feel it lift and it just starts going. And 30 seconds pass. Minute passes. Minute and a half later, you feel the hover lift come to a stop. The doors don't open. Oh, no. What do you do? Start jamming the button. Clink, 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 clink. If you hit the top button, yeah. the oh. door is open. Mm. So while you're on the bottom floor, touching the bottom button, close the doors. And the upper floor, once you're there, touching the upper button, opens the doors. <laughs> Oh. Thank God we had this whole tutorial on how to work an elevator and elevator yeah, control so pad. Run me, run it by again. It goes up and also down. So what it is is two <laughs> vertical buttons, right? <laughs> I don't understand the room moved vertically. <laughs> Let me get to Sydney's question. I'll get to you, Joe. Uh, there's two <laughs> blue buttons, and the uh, one goes up and one goes down. I want to jump to Joe's question. The whole room went up. Yeah. So the entire <laughs> cylinder just went up. Took about ninety seconds. Is this uh, a fantasy game? This doesn't seem accurate. I mean, I'm just trying to say come up straight with from the book. It, Iso, it, it never ceases to blow my mind. The vision like, of the future. Little men outside, like uh, carrying it up by like pulling a ledge or something. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, uh, probably like, ancient Kishali. Their entire yeah. cylinder the was translucent, and there were four uh, Kishalis <laughs> with jetpacks flying yes. the elevator up. <laughs> Just, so did uh, it, so you press the button and it just tells them now time it, to go up. It sets off little signals uh, in things attached to their brains to like time to go. <laughs> That's a dumbest joke. <laughs> time, time to go. Time to how, go. Well, if they're on jetpack, they have jetpacks and they're above us. How are we going to get back down? Crush them. <laughs> there are only three people listening after our last round of jokes. <laughs> no. uh, what do we what see do when the door opens? I'm waiting for you to change the map. I yeah, thought we were just, just killing time, time here. No, for no, you. I was, I was, I'm really just hanging out. Uh, <laughs> I'm just having a good time. I'm just hanging out my fourth form chums. Uh, let me tell you what you see. Door opens up after you press the top button and you see these smooth gray walls with bright lighting accentuating the lack of corners in the entryway that opens up to 30 foot high ceilings all the walls are rounded there's no uh, no corners Uh, you see ahead of you the chamber opens up wide and deep into this structure and then around the corner to the north there seems to be another set of uh, convex doors and you just think okay that that must lead to the middle hanger the one that had the red dot above it because you also see on the far side of the room another set of convex doors you're like okay so that must lead to the the hanger that we the, that we didn't go to into. the east yeah yeah 
like the rest of the structure that you've seen so far, and you haven't seen a ton of it, but uh, it looks like this chamber was carved directly into the rock and then reinforced with some crazy Kishali super alloy. As the facility has, as far as you know, not been uh, occupied in millennia, the lack of atmosphere until you arrived has helped preserve the paint on the walls and the integrity of the lighting. So it gives the impression that the facility was only built a few decades ago instead of thousands and thousands of years. The only tip-off to the facility's age is the stale taste in the air that even gets through your uh, suits when the doors to the hover lift open. Hmm. But that's not all. Uh-oh. Anybody roll a perception check? No! Ooh. Okay. Take me down the list. Callum, what'd you roll? Nat 20 for a 29. Boom. 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 Oh, wait, not a 29. Hold on, what's my percept? Way higher than that. Anyway, it's a nat 20. Oh, for a uh, 32. 32 percept. Qualo. 15. 15. Dr. Friss. Uh, 25. 25. Dax. 14. Oh, Linnea. 13. Oh, no. guys. I can't believe how low I, I rolled so low. I rolled so I mean, she's smitten. She's in love, guys. <laughs> Kreska. 19. Oh, wow. I rolled a natural one. Terrible. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you're all still thinking about the conversation with Zix, and it's just boring into your brain, and you're distracted. Maybe you're... Still thinking about that last awkward interchange between Linnea and Steve. You're just not totally paying attention. Some of you do see what's about to happen. Oh, God. Others of you don't. And we'll see you next week. Oh, no! You can't give the tiniest no description of like just 20. Oh, you might have been just, one of the ones that can see. Yeah, maybe. We just do a oh, little maybe. dip. Just do a little just oh, a tip. Maybe. Just a tip uh, of, uh, <laughs> of what we see. Of the vision. Yeah. We will talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nightmare. Oh, Steve. Oh, oh Steve. Steve. See you next time. <laughs> see, you, see you next time. <laughs> Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.